verse 1, I am simplifying as I read these out, says, listening is to pursue by means of sentences their import. Hmm? Listening has been defined. Listening is to pursue by means of sentences their import. Then thinking has been defined. Thinking consists in perceiving the consistency of sentences with reason. Then meditation has been talked of. Meditation is indeed the exclusive attention of the mind fixed on the import rendered indubitable through listening and thinking. So listening has happened, thinking has happened. Now that which has become indubitable, credible, certain through listening and thinking has to be attended to. So meditation is the exclusive attention of the mind on that which has been proven through listening and thinking. Then concentration and it has been defined this way. Concentration is said to be the mind which outgrowing the dualism between the meditator and meditation gradually dwells exclusively on the object of meditation and is like a flame in a windless spot. And then he has quoted me, intelligence is that which enables you to simply see, intelligence is that which reduces the whole clutter and wipes away the dirt. Intelligence is your fundamental nature. Intelligence is the settlement of the mind, live in intelligence. And he says, explain everything. How do these activities of mind lead to its settlement? How does intelligent intelligence take over? First of all, Abhilash, the translation is not quite accurate. That which is being talked of as concentration here is not really concentration. If the topic of the course is Advaita Vedanta, I don't know how the readings have been decided and which particular books are being referred to. In fact, why only Adhyatma Upanishad and yeah, only Adhyatma Upanishad is there. I don't know how the readings have been selected. If the topic is Advaita Vedanta, go to the principal Upanishads. Katkin, Ish, Chandogya, Pradharanyak. I'm not sure why these particular readings are being dealt with. Now, what are you asking? Please help me understand 
all these better how does how do these activities lead to their own settlement intelligence that take over in the verses from the upanishads that you have quoted so these four things have been talked of listening thinking meditation concentration concentration that is being talked of here is actually samadhi hmm? listening that is being talked of here is actually just hearing hmm? so hearing is to pursue by means of sentences their import hearing simply means taking the sentence taking the gross word let the sound wave strike your eardrums let your brain receive the signal that is hearing let the sound wave strike your eardrum let your consciousness receive the signal that something has been communicated to you that much is hearing obviously hearing has to be there without that things can't even begin then there is thinking so here then think about it what does it mean to think the upanishad says to think is to measure the consistency of the heard sentence the heard input with reason see whether what is being said is logical see whether what is being said is factual see whether what is being said abides by the law of cause and effect see whether what has been said is self contradictory hmm that is then thinking and then meditation is being talked of exclusive attention of the mind fixed on the import rendered indubitable through listening and thinking so now that the heard word has passed the test of reason so you believe in it right it has obtained for itself a certain credibility you heard it you examined it you find it reasonable so it has some weight therefore you can give yourself to it even more meditation then is to concentrate on focus on what that sentence is saying and because all of this is being referred to in a spiritual environment therefore the sentence that you are hearing obviously has truth as its import what else do you hear in a spiritual milieu all sentences that deal with truth so truth is the import of the sentence meditation is the mind attending only to the truth 
So a sentence about the truth came to you. You first of all made yourself physically and sensually available to hear. Hmm? If you are not physically available, if your ears are not open, then the beginning itself won't take place. So first of all you let the sentence be heard. Then you critically examined the sentence and you said at the level of reason the sentence appears important, worthy, good enough to be taken forward and then you meditated. You said right, the sentence is talking of truth. What is this truth? I see its importance. I see its total importance. How do I be available to it? And the more you proceed on this line, the more you find that you are insufficient. So you give more of yourself to this process. Seeking the truth demands all your resources and when all your resources are demanded then you withdraw your resources from elsewhere. Pursuing the truth is a giant enterprise. You will need to pull in everything that you have. So you'll have to call back your forces from the various fronts they are deployed at. You'll say, you two come in, you two come in. All of you are needed here. Something very important is happening here. You know, we are pursuing the truth. And it requires everything that I have and much more. So the attention is then exclusive. All your other affairs drop. You cannot be parallelly, simultaneously, be engaged with truth and something else. If you are engaged with truth and something else, then you will not have the energy to do justice to the truth. And in the competition between truth and something else, the something else will always prevail. There is a clear reason. That something else is little. So it can survive even with your little dedication, that something else is small, mediocre. So how much attention does it need? Small, little. How much does truth need? Everything. Hmm? Let's say you have 10 units of resources. And there is truth and there is something else. Something else needs just one unit of your resources. It is small, frugal. Truth requires all 10 units that you have. 
and you say, oh, I am greatly dedicated towards the truth. I will give nine units to the truth and one unit to something else. In your own calculation, you have greatly favored the truth. Have you not? You are giving nine units to truth and just one unit to something else. You are saying, you see, I love the truth. Nine is to one. But what have you actually done? That something else will survive because one unit is sufficient for it. Truth will die down. Your pursuit of truth will be aborted. Because truth requires all ten. Even nine is highly insufficient. That little thing requires only little. Give it one, it will keep prospering. Therefore, the Upanishad says exclusive attention. It cannot be truth and something else. Then Samadhi. The duality between meditator and meditation is gone. The duality between the subject and object is gone. The duality between the ego and truth is gone. The ego has become so enamored of the truth that it is prepared to lose its own identity. I want that. I am looking continuously at that. So I have lost all track of myself. Do I exist? I exist now only in relation to that. So first of all, the other relationships are cut off. You say, I exist only in relation to that. That is my only identity. Who am I? Something related to that. Everything else drops off. And slowly, you even stop saying that you are related to that. There comes a point when you say, I am that. To begin with, how are you and what do you say? You keep saying, I am related to this, I am related to that, I am related to that. I have a thousand relationships. Right? That's the stage to begin with. What happens when after hearing and thinking and meditation you remain related only to that the other relationships fall off because if you are to pursue that then that requires everything that you have if you give everything that you have to that then the other things will obviously be disappointed And they will all just get switched off and walk away. So now you have only one relationship. From 100 relationships, you are left with one. And finally, even that one relationship no more remains a relationship, it becomes a union. So I am not related to that. I'm that. I am related to the hundred, then I am related to just one, then I am the one. 
sets the process. And then Avilash, you have quoted me. I'll forget it. It's not worth commenting on. Hmm? I speak so much. So it's already a bad situation. Don't make me speak upon myself. It would be worse. <laughs> 